We are in the book of James. Again, this is the chapter I love. We're in chapter, if I can get to it, we're in chapter 3. I'm going to back up just a little bit. Father, we, we just lift up the night. Lift up all the classrooms from the youngest child to the oldest child. We thank you, Lord, that, that that's our future church. And we thank you, Father, that uh, we just call the kids in. Just We just call the kids in from just all the walks and all the businesses and all the things that are going on in their lives. We just thank you that the parents are going to see that uh, they need to grow up in the things of God. And we just call the kids in to fill all the classrooms up. And in that, Father, we thank you for the adults that are coming. We thank you for all that are working right now. Major, major things happen in the young people's lives when we put Jesus there early. We thank you for what's taking place. In here, open our hearts. We've all read James. We've all talked about James. We've been in this chapter before. Thank you, Lord, that uh, something new is, is going to come up in our hearts. And every one of us is going to grab a revelation tonight of the importance of what we say and what goes on in our lives. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. First chapter is stability and suffering. Count it all joy. Every time I say that, I think, I never did like, the first time I read that in scripture, I thought, I don't like that. Because I don't like counting everything all joy. But the longer I'm in it, the more I see it, it we've got to count everything joy. It's the only way to walk through it. Count it all joy, and then it's ask for wisdom. And you say, well, you went over this. I want, that's, that's how we get this in us. Ask for wisdom. And then he gives us the wisdom. And then our place is not be double-minded and believe what he tells us and believe what he says, and stand on it and watch it happen. Uh, it's a guarantee. Uh, ch second chapter is, is actually walk, our walk of love. Uh, talks about being uh, partial to different people, different, different ages, different, uh, different everything, and how important it is to recognize that the same Spirit of God moves in all of our hearts, rich or poor, and doesn't make any difference how important it is. And uh, you have to walk your faith out. Work your faith out. It's not works to get Jesus. It, it's the, the obedience part is the works. When he tells you to do something, to do it. And there's probably not a person in here that's perfect in that yet. Uh, we've all got things that... Uh, it's no different than the simple thing like sugar. I know that it's not good for me. But it's amazing how when I make my coffee... I'll look past the sugar, and then I'll look at the sugar, and then I'll end up going back and getting one scoop of sugar. Now, Betty has overcome that, but she's probably got something else that she's messed up on. But she, no, she's perfect in all her ways. All right. She's not double-minded nowhere. But I, I, I mean, I'm talking about me, because I know she's went, her and, and uh, Nona have just really learned to leave the sugar alone. And everybody here should, because we've, We've got the facts. But I'm not obedient there. So it's not going to do me any good in the good that could be there. So I'm going to do better. But i got to work on that. I do. But the, Chapter 3. That is the chapter. The tongue. There's not a... 
the first 12 verses is all we're going to talk about. If we could get down the first 12 verses, I promise you, no, I guarantee you, your life will change. Probably the most important, probably when truth be known, when it's all said and done, the first 12 verses are probably the most important things that you can get in your life. Because if your mouth is in order, everything is going to be in order. And you say, well, I know that. No, you know that like I know sugar. <laughs> and we're all, and we're all, I don't care who you are. We're all guilty to some degree of it. But uh, we can, we'll walk through this and just see really what it tells us. The first verse, the first verse starts off, it says, My brethren, let, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive stricter judgment. Well, I understand that. But I think every one of us are teachers, especially if you've raised kids. Uh, you're training them up. You're teaching them. It's interesting. By our mouth, they understand what we need. And how we handle our mouth, they understand how we are. And then it's funny. You'll, you'll see a child do something or say something, and then that's a direct reflection of what how they're being raised you say well no the neighbors did that <laughs> well the, the neighbors do have influence but not like the mom and the dad and if the kids don't have any parents and that are just out there and there are kids like that they go by whoever they hang out with because the, there's there I can't I can't I don't think I can get across how this is getting in me because everything we say does something Everything. You say, well, prayer is important. You don't know how important prayer is because you are speaking it. And whatever you speak never, ever, ever comes back. And what you say wrong never, ever comes back. And what you say right never, ever comes back. So as we look at this today, you're going to find that it, it's, the, it's the greatest thing we can grab a hold of is, is getting a hold of our tongue. It says, in verse 2, it says, For we stumble in many things... If anyone does not stumble in a word, he is, per he is a perfect man able to bridle his whole body. How true it is. You know, I, I've even found in my own life, if you speak life over your body on an ongoing basis, you are going to be healthier. If you are always complaining about your health, if you're always letting everybody know how bad you are, you're going to have more, and you're going to have more, because we get whatever we speak. I mean, it's a fact. The Bible tells us this. So we've got to recognize the power behind it if we just get a hold of, get a hold of what we say. Verse 3 and 4, I want to read that together. It says, Indeed, we put bits of horses in mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at, at a ship, at ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder whenever the pilot desires. I love that illustration, especially when you get around a large, large craft, a boat, and you think about how small the rudder is underneath them doing the work that they're doing. But our life's the same way. It may take that boat a long time to turn, but it's going to turn if that rudder is flipped. It's the same with us. We may have had a messed up life, but if we start directing our tongue the right way, eventually you're going to start recognizing you're going to be a different person. And everybody around you is going to be a different person. And those you shouldn't be hanging with will leave you. 
Because you'll be saying the things they don't want to hear. They like to hear the, the gossip. They like to hear the complaints. There's not a worse poison than someone that gossips about somebody else. Especially Christians to Christians. Give me a break. Horrible thing. First Peter 2.21 says, uh, Jesus says, living, living as an example, talking about Jesus, living an example that you should follow his steps who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth, who when was reviled, did not revile in return. When suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. In the midst of what Jesus was walking through, all of the things that took place before he went to the cross, he never ever, and he could have, he could have changed the whole direction of things, but he chose not to say because he knew the power that was in his mouth. He knew what he could say. We know these scriptures. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life is in the power of our tongue. Death and life is in the power of our tongue. Death and life is in the power of our tongue. Death and life is in the power of our tongue. As you speak, it's the direction your life's going to go. What I like about this scripture is I know the scripture that says that what you speak is from the abundance of your heart. So when you hear someone talking, you know where their heart's at. You say, was well, that all the time? Maybe not all the time, but most of the time. It doesn't take very long to find out what's going on in their heart because they're going to speak it. If they're angry, if they're bitter, if they're mad at somebody, you're going to hear it. They haven't learned to forgive. Probably the most important thing you can do is to forgive because then your heart's going to get right. Then you won't speak it. There's such a pattern to all this. But we've got to recognize that, that death and life is in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 21, 23. It says, it says, whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. How good is that? There's so much power in what we say. Yeah, I, I ran across this scripture uh, Yesterday, Isaiah 61.3, everybody knows this, a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. Well, what's going on? You are speaking praise to get rid of something that's on you. That's how much power, that's how much power, folks. How many's had a bad day? All you have to do is put on praise and worship music. It works every time. It takes your mind off, plus you start singing with it. You start speaking the words. That's why worship is so important, and the words that's in worship is so important, because words are so important. And we've got to recognize that if, if we let it go. Let me, let me show you another one. you got your Bibles. Go to Romans chapter 10, verse 8. Everybody knows these. It says, what does it say? which is out of Deuteronomy 30, verse 14. It says, the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if you confess with your mouth, if you confess with your mouth, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and the mouth Confession is made unto salvation. Well, 
What's that got to do with the tongue? That's exactly what I'm reading. It's life-changing. And if you get, look what it says there. It says, with the heart one believes unto righteousness. You believe in your heart that Jesus did this for you, and because you've got it in your heart, then as you speak it, you are directing your life and salvation. You have instant salvation. That word salvation there is talking about your everyday things that need to be repaired. There's nobody here that's perfect, except Betty with sugar. There's, there's nobody here. Doc, you, you got to agree. You did. None of us. We've always got something that needs to be repaired. How do you get it repaired? I just read it. You speak life into it. You don't speak death into it. Whatever you say has either got to be grace-orientated or it's going to be demonically. And you've got to come to a place of recognizing, I have got to stop saying the bad about me. I've got to stop saying the bad about my wife, my husband. I've got to stop saying bad about life in general. I've got to stop, stop saying bad about the politicians. Instead of speaking about the politicians being bad, speak prayer over the politicians. And that's the only thing, because there's life in what you say. If enough people were speaking life into our government, it wouldn't be where it's at. The transgender thing now, unbelievable. This is getting mouthed by everybody now. We need to start standing up against nonsense. It's no different than the, the kids that say they're, they're, they're a cat. And the schools have school board members are allowing kitty litter. Give me a break. Well, they're going to get sued. Let them sue. We're not here to train cats. We're here to train children. Send them to the zoo. But they're human beings. Send them to the zoo if they think they're a cat. They'll come home quick. That's just my little. Because I can speak. And there's power in my words. Listen, we've got to stop this nonsense. We're the only ones that can stop it. There's more out there speaking the wrong stuff than the ones that are speaking the right stuff. We're just letting it go. We're making fun of it, and we're talking about it. Let's talk right about it. Let's change it. I'm an Elon Musk fanatic, follow all his space stuff. He's getting ready to shoot up, maybe tomorrow morning, a rocket that's got 33 engines underneath it, or motors underneath it. You know what his comment was? No matter what happens, we're going to learn from it. The first time they tried this with this type of a ship, it took five explosions before it got the first one up. So if it blows up, they're going to gain knowledge about it instead of saying the opposite, which the news will. He's, let me share a little bit for people that don't follow it. He has now landed 138 rockets back on Earth. And you watch. If one of these blows up, he'll be the worst there is, and he'll speak that. Folks, he's doing because he speaks right. He, he's, yes, he's highly intelligent, but he's got his words right. He's got his, he's got, he, does he know Jesus yet? He's getting real close to that. And the only way that's going to happen is somebody's going to have to speak to him.
just like he did to you and to you and to you and to you. We've got to recognize we have got so much power. He's, he's landed 138 rockets because he spoke right to the people that were building it and he listened to what they were saying and he took that knowledge and by speaking success, not speaking death in our lives. So many people speak death in our lives. So many people. Let me get back to James. It'll just fall over there by now. Hebrews, James. Five and eight. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Boy, my pages are getting rough. Verse five. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest, forest, see how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquities. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature. Sets on, sets on fire the course of nature, and it sets on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird and reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue if it is unruly, evil, full of deadly poison. Proverbs 18.7 says, A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. I, I love how... <laughs> It's shared there how quick things can turn into. Everybody knows all you have to have is a small spark. And once the, once the leaves, like in a woods, would catch on fire, then from the leaves, the pine trees, and then, well, we've seen it in California all the time, from one little, it's the same thing with our mouth. But now let's don't look at the destructive side. Let's look at the, the, the positive side. If you... I've rode all the way to Wisconsin with this man right here. And I felt guilty when we got home for the few things I said. And he said nothing wrong about anybody in 16 hours of driving. So it can be done. Now, that, he's still not perfect. Then I took the tape off. Then he took it. Well, that's what we have to do. <laughs> then he took the tape off. Yeah, sure he did. But the reason I said that is, we can. We can speak life. We can start a forest fire of a, of a right kind. We can encourage people that'll encourage people that'll encourage people that'll encourage people if we choose to do it. And James is so black and white, he's saying, listen, you're causing destruction in the body. We've got 14,000, 15,000 people in this church, and it's, it's blowing up because of what you're saying about everybody. Quit it. Quit judging. The main thing in the whole book of James is they come out of law, and they, they lived in law, which is judgment. So they thought they could continue to judge everybody. And James would say, no, your tongue is killing everybody. So let's start Let's start letting people know what Jesus has done for us and how he's changed us. See, listen, once you're saved, you are saved. You may live like hell on earth because of your mouth, but you're going to go to heaven. He guarantees us we're going. So why don't we choose the right side 
and speak life into every situation, every circumstance that comes along and speak life and speak life and speak life. And I'm as guilty at times getting off where I shouldn't be, but we, we've all got to learn not to go there. We, it, it'll destroy us. Ephesians 4.29, my favorite scripture. Literally says, let no corrupt word proceed out of, you know what the word corrupt means there? Decayed, rotten, and spoiled. Let no decayed, rotten, or spoiled word proceed out of your mouth. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. How difficult that would be for most of us. But it can be done because he says it can't be tamed, but he can tame it if we allow him. See, the more we put in of this word, the more you spend time in this word, the more... It, it will become more of your life and more of what you talk about because it becomes part of your heart and what your heart has got, you'll speak. I don't care what's going on in your life or how bad things have been or what's taking place in your life. It can be good because he tells us at the first of James to count it all joy. I, I bring up my son Chris a lot only because I, I talk to him twice a day for 14 years now. But the change in him, he was born again. Working for Joyce Meyer. But was not nothing like he is now as far as walking with God. It's unbelievable. How'd he get that way? That's all he had. That's all he did. He got a guy saved again today. Little 19-year-old boy that, that just lost as couldn't be. He said he met with him three times now, and he said, just real quiet. And he said, I always try to wait for the, the opening. And he said to him, he said, have you been to church? Ever, been to, ever went to church? He said, went to the Catholic church two times. He said, I think I'm more demon-possessed than I am anything. So Chris was able then just to start opening up, and he said he just wept and he wept and he wept. He didn't know that he was loved. Nobody had told him. He didn't know that he was forgiven. He didn't do anything hardly at all wrong, but he got three years. So his whole life is going to be changed because of it. But now it's going to be changed because of the word, what was spoke. Not all the counselors get to do this or do this, but this is where Chris's heart's at. And every time I talk to him, he's preaching to me. Words. We, we laugh because everything's recorded. So whoever sits and listens... Here's the gospel at least twice a day. God knows what he's doing, folks. He's as content as can be right now because he is doing with his, work, with his mouth. And he's speaking, and he's speaking, and he, he's... Listen, we've got to get to the place in our life where we recognize we have got something to offer. If you don't know this, just be good to people. If you don't know this, just say good things about people. Don't, you, we know all kinds of bad stuff, but you don't have to share that bad stuff. I could go to everybody in here. We could find something wrong with all of us. I promise. Come to my house just for a little while, and you'll see I'm just as crazy as you are. But why talk about that? Why not talk about something good? You say, well, the dude's really ugly. Well, then... Maybe he's got pretty teeth. Maybe find something good to open your mouth about. Because 
Get, get a handle on judging. Because if you judge, you're going to be just what you... If, you. if you said the dude's ugly, guess what's going to happen to you? You're going to be ugly. We've got to recognize the power behind our words, and that's what James is saying here. He's telling us it's deadly. Verse 9, with it we bless... Oh, this is so good. With it we bless our Father, and with it we curse man who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessings and cursings, my brethren. These things ought not be so. Does not, does not a spring send, send forth fresh water and bitter water from the same opening? Can't happen, folks. It can't happen. Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives and, <laughs> or a grapevine bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. Who is, who, <laughs> let me stop there. Don't you love to be around somebody that they're talking good and they're talking good and then pretty soon and pretty soon it just it starts spitting out because they've, they've got unforgiveness in their heart so they're going to share that unforgiveness to somebody to get that person on their side so they'll be offended with you offended so then now we're, I've got somebody I can talk to and I'm not, I'm not pointing to you but, but think about it. If you watch when you see a group of people like if this was completely full and church was over, you see gatherings. Always. If you want to, just stand back next time and watch. There'll be little gatherings. Now, I'm not saying what they're saying is wrong in those gatherings, but like spirits draws like spirits. That's the way it is. And if a person's a gossip, and you know they're a gossip, and you see them hanging around with somebody, then you know that other person's probably going to be a gossip too, and you better stand clear and love them from afar. You don't, you don't walk in unforgiveness towards somebody that's... You love them from afar. You got somebody that's hurting you all the time, you don't have to hang around with them. But just don't talk about them. And work yourself away from them. And get around people that talk nice. And talk right. And talk encouraging. If you hang around with Mike very long, you'll like the Dodgers. You will if you hang with him all the time. It's proof. The Bible says you will. Whoever you hang with is who you become. No chance. <laughs> I don't know where the Cardinals are playing. I might be on your side here, Charlie. <laughs> no. Colossians 4, 6 says, Let your speech always, always, always be with grace. That's, that's just, just a sharp, nice one to put on your refrigerator. Let your speech always be with grace. Proverbs fifteen twenty three: A man has joy by the answer of his mouth. And a word spoken in due season, how good it is. You all, have been, you all have had bad days, and somebody come along and give you a word of encouragement. Many of you know Jerry Seavers had to move to Cesar. I don't know of anybody that encourages like that gal. Sherwin Ernstein ran into him Sunday. He was like that. He, those that know Sherwin, he's still Sherwin. Just... The joy of the Lord is all over him. Uh, why? Because what comes out of his mouth. Every time he has something to say, it's something encouraging. There's probably not a better server that's been around than Sherwin. Uh, amazing, amazing guy, amazing guy. See, we, we can choose blessings or we can choose cursings. 
we can go either way we want to go with it. We can, we can, you know, Ephesians, it says in part, in part grace to the hearer in Ephesians 4.29, that same one, in part grace to the hearer. It doesn't say, hey, if you want to, if you feel like it, in part grace. <laughs> Lots of days, nobody feels like it. See, I... I want to. I want to work on this in my life. I can't fix anything, but I can ask the Holy Spirit to move on me and and check me and help me and give me the right words. You know Romans four seventeen. I love this scripture. It says that He called those things which do not exist as though they did. Whatever's going on in your life that's not what you want, just start. Just start praying about it. Start spending time thinking about how you'd rather be. If, if you're one that gets caught up in gossip, nobody's judging you. You have to fix it. I could go around the room and we could find things and we could say, well, we need to fix that. Well, we can't. But we can start thinking about how it would be if we didn't do that and how much the Holy Spirit could help us do that. And then as you think on that, you get it in your heart to be that way. That's why many people that are poor are poor because they have a spirit, that they had that spirit on them that that's all they think they'll ever be. They don't have any, what's the Bible say about that? If you don't have a vision, you'll perish. Well, having a vision is getting in your heart. So having a vision to straighten out your mouth has to get in your heart. Then once it gets in your heart, you see yourself. That's why in the book of Ephesians and in, in Colossians, it tells you who you are in Christ. And you've got to read it and read it and read it, and then pretty soon it'll click in here, and you say, wait a minute. I'm actually, I'm actually in God's eyes, I'm righteous. I'm actually, he takes care of me. I, I, I can walk in prosperity. I can I can I can find something good to say about everybody. I've got something for I've got I can change the atmosphere when I walk into a room. Why? Because the Bible says you can. So you start getting that in you, and the more you get in you, then pretty soon you start speaking life. You start running into people that you hated, and all of a sudden you like them. I've, I've told you a story more than once about the guy that tried to kill me at the mines. And I, I hated that man. And the first thing the Lord said to me was pray, pray for him. And I, I can remember saying, are you kidding me? But I started praying for that guy. And you know, ended up liking that guy. And everything changed between us. Now, would I hang around with him in some places? No. I'm smarter than that, but I still like the guy now. If I seen him now, hey, how you doing? Because let's go all the way down to the very foundation. I forgave him in the midst of my prayer. I, for, I, I learned that I had to just let it go. It was eating my lunch. I was afraid to go to work that I'd have to work with him. It, it, it consumed me for a while, and not very long. Because I was already studying the word and I was already listening to the Lord's voice. And I learned to obey that. Okay, I don't like you. And I would say that when I'd pull up in the parking lot. So I don't like that man, but Lord bless him tonight. And put me on a different job. <laughs> and he did. 
But eventually he changed my heart, and my heart then changed my words, and my words then changed my destiny. Guarantee you, if you don't change your words, you'll be right next year this time, you'll be right where you are spiritually. You've got to change your words. We've got to come to a place of recognizing he has got that to change in our lives. He wants to change. He wants us to plant the seed. The tongue is a tool given by God. It's like that rudder on that ship. If that ship did not have a rudder, they could not direct it anyway. It would just do whatever it wanted to do. But it's got a rudder. So he stuck a tongue in our mouth. And he said, now that's your life and that's your death. You choose. You use it properly, I'll take you places you can't even imagine. I'll influence people you can't even imagine. But if you use it wrongly, I'll influence people that you don't want to be influenced. Look what Hitler did. I could go down the line of people that used the tongue wrong and looked at destruction. The people that made COVID. They had to be speaking about what they were doing. They had to be talking about what they were doing. There had to be a reason for what they were doing that they heard. It's, it's either life or death. And we, as a body of Christ, has got to start turning the tide. It may take a while things have got so bad. We, we are going to win. Did you all know that? We do win. And everybody saying, well, just rapture me out of here. What about the ones that are going to get left behind? Let's get seed in them so whenever things hit, they'll go, I should have. Then they'll be okay in time. Because eternity is a whole lot longer than what tribulation is going to be and all that's going to take place. We have got to be the ones. If everybody in here, from this moment on, choose, chooses to watch what they say, it'll change their life and everybody there around. If you work at a factory, if you work wherever you work, if you walk in happy, everybody around you eventually will be happy and want to work for you and want to work with you. Do you go, your goal is to make the boss the best guy in the place? It should be with your mouth, not coming against him, speaking for him. I could go on and go on and go on. Our tongue is, our tongue is just what it says. It's either life or it's death. Ephesians 4.29, the tongue is for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearer. Get that in your heart. Get that in your heart to where no matter what your wife says, no matter what your husband says, you're just going to smile and bless them. No matter how crazy your kids get, you're just going to smile and bless them. I guarantee you it'll change your life. I promise you. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Your word is so, so real and so true. Help us to get this so in our heart that that's all we want to talk about. So in our heart that we will not judge anybody, we will not talk about anybody. We'll use our tongue to, to bring life, to bring life. God said, let there be light. And it's still going. It's still producing and it's still making. He's given us the same ability, Father. We thank you, thank you, thank you for it, Father. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You want to follow something, the new...
the new telescope that's out in space now, uh, Webb, the Webb telescope. It is now they are now finding that our little solar system. There are multiple millions of them. And I seen a special yesterday. They were saying they think they found the the latest one that was developed. Six six million light years away or something like that. And Jesus said, let there be, not Jesus, well it was Jesus, he was the creator of that, let there be light. All we got to do is let there be life in our mouth and we'll change everybody around us. Call you blessed. You are dismissed. You've got about, looks like about five minutes. <laughs>